Okay, all right, welcome to Pod Rocket. I'm Kate, producer of Pod Rocket, and with me is uh, Tracy Lee. Hi, Tracy. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, before we started recording, I was uh, asking how to introduce you, and you do so many things. So I'll just have you introduce yourself. <laughs> no worries. My name's Tracy. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Leet. I am the CEO of a company called This.Labs. We are a JavaScript consultancy of about 50 developers. It's really fun to work here. Uh, I'm also a Google developer expert and a Microsoft MVP, and I'm on the ArcsJS core team. So definitely like to keep myself busy. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, awesome. So yeah, um, you told us a little bit about uh, This.Labs. Maybe tell us a little bit about uh, This.Media and kind of yeah. everything you're working on there. Yeah, um, you know, this dot media, it's kind of like, I started this out last because I really just kind of love community and want to be in the community and help the community. And I feel like providing free content and creating things for the general public and bringing people together is something that's so important, right? Um, so Really, like, that's kind of what this.media generally does. Uh, we have a lot of really amazing events, whether they be state of GraphQL, state of Angular, state of React. We also do things like React Contributor Days or View Contributor Days, partnering with the core teams and uh, just having really great conversations. I feel like, especially during these times, uh, getting together and having those conversations that we miss from the speaker rooms or the hallway tracks at conferences, you know, this kind of replaces that. So one of the reasons why we do a lot of the things that we do uh, at this time media is just to try to make a more inclusive space for people, right? Sometimes you look at the people who are doing amazing things and, you know, you can look up to them and everything. But, you know, one of my goals generally, I feel like in life is to show people that, hey, you know, everybody's human and, you know, you don't have to be like the whatever, you know, creator of the internet to like hang out and talk to these people. So how do you create like more accessible ways where, you know, conversations can happen? Because I think that's really where innovation starts. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I love that. Um, I was just talking to uh, the Dougie. Um, yes. A couple of weeks ago. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, we're kind of all talking to each other, like, uh, you know, podcast hosts and, uh, like dev advocates, evangelists, like enthusiasts. It's like kind of all the same people. So, um, it's really nice to, to hear, you know, trying to get a bigger crowd, I guess. Um, so one of your projects is, uh, modern web podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and you recently had, uh, let's see, who was it on to talk about blockchain Oh, yes. um, Yes. Well, we we actually have had two, but I I realize actually uh, the one we just did was this week. So you haven't heard that one yet. Uh, (laughs) You know, the the episode with Nodder, who is at Edge and Node, comes out pretty soon. It's a pretty exciting episode. But yeah, we just uh, did have Stephen Fluin, who used to be um, Angular developer advocate uh, over at Google. And he recently joined Chainlink to do developer advocacy. So it's been really fun to kind of, you know, again, see the blockchain world. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I've, I've looked at blockchain for so long, specifically blockchain development, and thought, man, what is this world, you know? And I haven't dipped my toe in. So 
once I started dipping my toe and I realized how easy it was to get in and how easy solidity was and how easy smart contracts were and like, why, why are people, you know, not exploring it more, right? So I think like, you know, myself, Steve, people like Stephen Fluin, people like Nader Dabit are really kind of letting the JavaScript developers who are blockchain curious uh, see how awesome it can be and how easy it is to actually understand and play with, especially if you understand type languages. Uh, so yeah, it was fun. It's fun. And, uh, you know, I still don't know everything. It's like, you know, again, dipping your toe in, but it's so cool to see how fast that industry is moving. And, you know, if you were following JavaScript through the like ES 2015 phase of, you know, whatever it was like five years ago or something and seeing all the innovation happen there, that's kind of like what's happening. That foundation is happening in the blockchain development world right now. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and in that in that episode, you kind of talk about um, like JavaScript developers uh, building, you know, decentralized apps. Um, yeah, I guess I'm kind of more curious about that as well. <laughs> what What are you curious about? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess just like uh, like why Why do you think JavaScript developers should should start doing that? Uh, I don't know. Why should JavaScript developers dig into it. Hmm. Well, I feel like generally as developers, like if you are a developer, you're usually like curious, you know, you're curious about things generally. So uh, <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like as an industry, we're always going like, you know, like if you think back a few years ago, it's like, oh my God, can like the changes just stop happening? Can Angular be stable? Can React be stable? Can Vue be stable? Like, when is everything going to be stable? Where are they all these changes? And then the ecosystem started developing and, you know, all of a sudden everything is stable. And then everyone's like, wow, it's so boring. Like what, you know, what's new, what, what's new and exciting, right? And so I feel like learning blockchain development is like another kind of like shiny thing that you can poke your head around. Um, I do think it'll start becoming more and more, it'll become like more commonplace to be doing blockchain development. So again, I think like we're entering that phase where it's like, Ooh, what's that blockchain thing? Okay. You know, I don't know why they're called shadowy super coders, but like you see a lot of blockchain developers and that's what they have on their bio, which I think is really funny. It's like, do I want to be a shadowy super coder or like a 10 X developer? Which one's better? <laughs> but like, um, I mean, I, I think it will be important. Like, I especially really like Chainlink, for example, because, you know, there's this idea of blockchain and like uh, connecting the external world, right? Like how is blockchain development actually relevant and valuable to us? And it's really not unless we can use it uh, externally. So being able to connect to external APIs and like bring like real world instances of like why this technology is actually valuable is starting to happen. And, you know, that's kind of like the ecosystem, for example, that I feel like Chainlink is building. Um, but, you know, the more the more people get who get interested in any technology, right, the, the further along it pushes itself. And if you as a developer are looking to, you know, make a name for yourself, but obviously, like everything's crowded, right? Like, you can still make a name for yourself. But like, 
are you going to be like the guy who wrote NGRX, which was Rob Wormald, you know, in Angular? Are you going to be like Dan Abramov who wrote Redux, you know, in React? No, because those are already taken. But if you look at the blockchain world, there's still so much innovation that needs to happen. And there's, you know, so like if you really want to kind of like stake your name in something, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fun place to kind of like poke around in. Totally. Yeah. Um, I just listened to your uh, episode on um, developer love, the developer love podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the beginning of this year. And you kind of cover, you know, building a community, um, you know, creating a space that's, uh, you know, welcome to all developers. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess kind of like beginning of the year versus end of the year. Is there anything that you've kind of learned especially being remote for so long um, that you kind of want to build on top of, on top of uh, what you're currently doing. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's hard to like, I, I, you know, I, I think that like I got into development and specifically JavaScript and, you know, started writing blogs and all these other things just because I was passionate about something, right? And I feel like that's kind of what we do right now. We're not like trying as a company generally to like do something specific. And, you know, does that hurt us? Yeah, because, you know, we're not like the Kent Dodds and, you know, we're like promoting the testing pyramid and like we have one thing we're rallying around. We're just generally excited about the JavaScript ecosystem and helping people out, right? And so that's kind of where my passion initially lied as well. Like I wasn't like trying to, you know, I don't know, become popular or like what, you know, whatever goals people might have generally. I was just really excited about sharing all the things that I was learning and helping people. And that was fun to me. Right. So I think for us, it's always just building on top of that and staying true to ourselves. Like, what are we excited about? What do we care about? And um, yeah, so I don't know, maybe we should be more focused, but like, I think as long as you're having fun, people see that, right? And I don't know, usually, at least that's enough satisfaction for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it looks like you do like, you have so much, there's, you know, podcast you have a lot of segments on your youtube channel um javascript after dark i really like yeah. that that's very fun that's fun yeah <laughs> yeah um so i think it, it definitely you know is it's hard to create content i think that people are like it's one that it like teaches you something and you get something yeah. out of it but it also that's uh entertaining as well yeah it definitely is it's so funny because you know i used to uh you know when we used to go to conferences all the time um Ben Lash, who is creative arts GS, like he's one of my best friends and we used to go to all these conferences and it was like, oh man, Ben, I'm bored. It's 10 PM. Teach me animations in RxJS, you know? And we would just like start, I would just like record a video of like us messing around with animations in RxJS. And like some of those videos are the most popular on our platform and uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just us having fun, right? So I think the more you can focus on that, like I think a lot of beginning developers or even mid-level developers, right, who come in, I mean, this is senior too. It applies to everybody, really. It's like 
what do I, what do I do with my life? What do I like write about? How am I going to sound amazing? Like I don't have enough interesting stuff to come out. But like honestly, if you're just you and you're your authentic self, and you just kind of do what you want, you know, then you know that will be hopefully enough. But again, I think it's like, you know, why do you want to do these things, right? Like most people want to do it, hopefully, because they just want to have fun. And I think a lot of times, even myself, you know, as I've gotten, you know, over the years have, you know, thought like, oh, what can I do to be impactful? And that's where I always get stuck. If you think about what do I do to be impactful, you're never going to release anything. But if you just focus on like, hey, what am I going to do to have fun? then, you know, your content hopefully will be loved because people see the excitement that you have. Right. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like at the very beginning, when I first started working in tech, you know, I was like, I'm like, why is West Boss so cool? Like, why, you know, why is Country (laughs) Dot so cool? Right. And it's because they're just like, it's, they're just, that's just who they are. They're just like cool people. Um, Right. So I I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Well, so, okay. It looks like you have a lot of, speaking of conferences, you have Mm -hmm. like so many talks and stuff coming up. Um, I saw you'll be at Angular, um, or I guess you guys are sponsoring Angular Days. uh, And then you're also going to be at the Node uh, conference. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even like, (laughs) I don't even know. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely speaking at NodeConf. I think I'm speaking at Angular Day. Who knows? Um... (laughs) And then I'm speaking at some other conference. Yeah, I was literally like, it's so funny because, you know, when it rains, it pours. So (laughs) this week I'm like, yeah, I guess I agree to that. Okay. You know, and and then all of a sudden I'm looking at my October and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) wow. What am I doing this October? Like, what did I sign up for? But, you know, it's exciting too. I think uh, I love speaking. Um, We recently started, so... Uh, you know, we, we were looking at the communities and it, it's actually really sad because, you know, I love local meetups. I run the modern web local meetup in the Bay area and Raleigh and, you know, now I'm in Atlanta. So I'm poking around at maybe like helping with Atlanta JS. Right. But I told myself, I'm not going to start another modern web here because I have too many social lives in too many other places. So, um, but the local meetups have, I feel like really been suffering with all this, you know, remote stuff that we're doing lately and not being able to, you know, hang out in person. So we initially partnered up with the Angular core team and said, man, if we just get the Angular core team out to like hang out with these local meetups, maybe it'll revive the local meetups. You know, maybe people will start wanting to hang out and engage. So we started angularworldtour.com. So you can go to angularworldtour.com And you can actually request us to come to your city. So like, yeah. So, you know, Angular core team, uh, I typically speak at them about things. And then, you know, we have people like Deborah Carrada or John Papa, like some just really amazing people who come and speak about, you know, stuff they're doing in Angular. And then we just recently launched React World Tour as well. So you can go to reactworldtour.com. And again, you can request us coming to your city. Uh, And, you know, again, that's going to be super awesome. Our first one's in Austin. It's going to be with Ben Lesh, creator of RxJS, and also Brandon Baer, who is the creator of Blitz.js. Oh, awesome. Um, Yeah. So, again, but, like, 
you know, it's just having fun, right? So come have some fun with us and just let us know if you want to hang out with us. That's awesome. That's cool. We, we've yeah. actually had both of them on our podcast as well. Oh, so that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love them both. Yes. Uh, we'll have to do a panel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, yeah. So I guess like, I mean, I feel like you get this question all the time about how do you have time to do all of the things that you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That is a quite an interesting question. I don't know, but I think <laughs> it's just time management and focusing on what's important to you. Um, I definitely always have to sit back and be like, okay, wait, <laughs> what's important to me? What do I want to do? What don't I want to do? Um, how do I scale myself? You know, what's, I think it all goes back to like, what's important to me. Right. So, and also, am I having fun? If I'm not having fun at something, then I probably should stop doing it. Right. So it's picking and choosing those types of things. But I think everybody has like different levels of energy, right? Like I look at some of my friends, one of my friends, Alistair Kroll, like you look at him and he organizes a bunch of O'Reilly conferences and I'm like, man, how does your brain go like 10x the speed of mine? Like, it's so crazy to watch him work, right? And I'm sure some people look at me like that too, but whatever. I mean, everyone has their string, so you just play to it. And I think that's important too. Like, don't try to be something you're not. Totally. Um, yeah, so I guess we're coming up on 2022, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, what are you excited about like in JavaScript or anything for, uh, in 2022? Oh, 2022. I think I'm excited about hopefully things starting to open back up. You know, we started seeing a lot of conferences just this past week or so, uh, happen in person. So that was interesting. And it's like, okay, this is really actually going to start happening. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see that happen all throughout 2022. I think again, you know, a lot of the chance meetings and the chance collaboration that you get just by having, you know, just meeting somebody at a conference is something that we're all kind of like missing and craving. Uh, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be exciting to see that. And, I, you know, one thing that I really missed this year was seeing like new people, right? Because the conferences were such a great way for like newcomers to come out and all of a sudden new energy to, to, to rise up to the top. And while remote conferences are totally amazing, that sort of like, oh, check out the new person on the block, check out these new people hasn't really happened in the past two years so being able to see that again, and again, most of those people that are incoming and new are folks typically coming from underrepresented, you know, groups, right? So I think being able to just see that again in 2022 will be amazing. And when I was listening to uh, your episode on developer love, um, you had mentioned uh you know, you're hiring, a lot of mm-hmm. companies are hiring, um, how to be competitive. Uh, if you're a hiring manager, um, hiring mm-hmm. developers, um, I'm curious, what would you say to people who are currently hiring developers and um, kind of how to create a company that, that a developer would want to work at? <laughs> 
Yeah, we actually, it's so funny because um, uh, Rob Osell and I, we actually do a uh, a show called The Retro. And we were talking about this literally yesterday. Okay. okay. <laughs> and um, I think that like, it's really important for people who are the interviewers to start questioning the interview process and thinking about whether the interview process and questions being asked are applicable to the work that a developer will actually be doing in their job. (laughs) Because I think there's like, you know, much less tolerance now for, you know, dealing with crap or like, you know, being asked stupid questions. It also kind of sets a culture of what type of team you are. And if you're, if you're, giving that impression off in the first interview and you don't mean to, (laughs) well, then that's not good either. So I think like thinking about how to create more inclusive work processes, um, especially if you're looking to uh, hire more underrepresented folks, making sure that there are, they see those people on the team, right? If you have like, for example, three white guys interviewing you, you might think, okay, well, I'm basically just going to work with a bunch of white guys. Do I feel comfortable with that? Maybe, maybe not, right? So those types of questions. Um, For us, one thing we do, because I find that people are, you know, can be shy, right? Like during your first interview, if you're not outgoing or extroverted or whatever, you might come across as, you know, uninterested or, you know, can't, can't talk, right? Like introverted people are introverted people, whatever. So what we tend to do is we always do our first interview as a set of questions through email. And I feel like that also removes a lot of bias, right? Like you could have bias on the way somebody looks, how they present themselves, uh, language barriers, for example, right? Uh, Connection to the internet. I mean, there's so many different things that can throw you off. And I feel like by sending everybody a set of questions and having them answer it, you remove a lot of that bias that might happen. And also it makes the interviewee much more at home or comfortable, right? Like they can answer the question without like, you know, again, freaking out that they have to like talk to somebody if they're introverted. Yeah. You can delete it, <laughs> delete the line. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a big uh, start fan over. Of written communication. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. though I host this podcast. <laughs> uh, very cool. Awesome. Um, well, Tracy, is there anything that you want our listeners to uh, know or go look at? Sure. Well, we're definitely hiring. So you can check it out. Check us out at this.labs.com. <laughs> this.labs.com or this.co. So it's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot C-O. Uh, you can find me on Twitter anytime at Lady Leet. I'm always happy to hang out and chat. And uh, for women in tech out there, or if you know a woman in tech, uh, we do do a monthly woman in tech mentoring, which is super awesome. We just had one today, uh, but it's just, you know, a private place where, we just all hang out and answer your questions. And, you know, you can be any level of developer, uh, whether you're looking to get in or whether you're a senior looking to get to an architect, 
whatever it is, but it's just a really fun, safe space for people. So highly recommend you come hang out and you can find that information also on our website. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much, Tracy. Um, We'll include those links uh, in our show notes. Um, Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Pod Rocket. Find us at Pod Rocket Pod on Twitter, or you could always email me, even though that's not a popular option. It's Brian at Log Rocket.